In this week's episode, let's discuss why I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers and the St. Louis Cardinals and Xavier, Ohio State, Kentucky, oh, the Chicago Cubs, and don't forget... Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 6 of Communication Junkie. My name is Steve Fuller, and I'm your host. Politics and sports dominate our public discourse. Every time I open Twitter, there's a really good chance I'll encounter people arguing about politics or fighting about sports. And over the years, the debates have gotten way less playful and way more hostile. And I've always wondered why politics and sports make us so angry. Why do we get so defensive? Why do we hate the other side so deeply? My short answer? It's all about identity. My longer, more academic answer? It's all about social identity theory. Social identity theory states that individuals develop a sense of who they are based on group memberships. For example, being a Cincinnati sports fan, a city that hasn't won a championship since 1990, affects my personality differently than if I were a Boston sports fan, a city that has won a dozen championships in the last 20 years. As a Cincinnati sports fan, I'm cynical always waiting for something bad to happen because something bad always does happen. And that bleeds into my overall personality. Until this year, of course. The Bearcats made the college football playoff and the Bengals are playing in the Super Bowl. But I spent all year waiting for something bad to happen to both teams. Imagine just enjoying sports. What a weird concept. Whether it's sports, politics, music, or whatever groups you associate with, there's a three-step process that leads to all of that anxiety and hatred. First, Social categorization. That's the process of creating groups. Since the beginning of time, people naturally form groups. We can criticize high school cliques, but the first humans form tribes. Ever spend any time in prison? Day one, you better be looking for your group or you're going to get shanked. At least that's what I learned from watching Orange is the New Black. That may not be true. The NFL has 32 teams. Musicians have groupies that name themselves. The Bayhive, Swifties, Deadheads, Parrotheads. High schools have jocks, band nerds, geeks, artists, burnouts, hippies, goths, and no, I haven't been inside a high school in over 25 years. So I got most of that from watching Dawson's Creek. Society loves creating groups. Book clubs, membership cards, neighborhood rivalries, East Side versus West Side, Skyline versus Gold Star. Choose a side and let the games begin. We love creating groups. The second step is social identification, which is the process of selecting our groups. I'm a skyline-eating, east-side-living, bearcats-rooting, graders-licking Cincinnatian. Oh, you prefer Gold Star, the West Side, Xavier, and UDF ice cream? May God have mercy on your soul. This is what we do throughout our entire lives. We choose to affiliate with some groups and not others. Or, obviously, sometimes our groups are chosen for us. But who are we other than our collection of group affiliations? It's how we define so much of our personalities. Just look at anyone's social media bio. It's likely filled with the schools they attend, places they work, teams they root for, bands they follow, restaurants they like, political parties they support. People brand themselves as superfans. The Big Nut in Columbus, Bengal Jim in Cincinnati, Fireman Ed in New York. What happens to these people without their teams? So we choose some groups and reject others. Great, so we can all live happily ever after, right? Enjoying our groups and letting others enjoy their groups. So much peace and harmony. It all sounds so lovely, but of course, it's not reality. Because what actually happens next is the third step, social comparison. And here's where everything gets ugly. 
Because people can't just be happy in their groups. They have to rank all the groups. Because our identities are based on where our groups are ranked. College sports have literal rankings to determine who's best. And not just game day performance, but stadiums get ranked. Fan bases get ranked. Student sections, team uniforms, recruiting classes, coaches, on and on. And it's not just sports. Entire universities get ranked by U.S. News and World Report. And it's not just universities. Entire cities get ranked from most livable to least livable. Best small towns, best beach towns, best foodie towns. We rank restaurants. There are lists for the best bands of all time, best movies, best television shows. We love to rank. Why? Because then we get to applaud ourselves and criticize others. There's nothing more bizarre to watch than bias from a sports fan base or members of a political party. Rival fan bases can watch the same game and both truly believe the referees screwed them. Conservatives criticizing Joe Biden's ability to communicate when I still have no idea what Trump said for four years. Liberals criticizing the Let's Go Brandon chant when they literally said the words F*** you Trump over and over again. The bias is madness. But it's what we all do because our identities are partly based on our group affiliations. So of course we promote and defend our groups while criticizing and ridiculing other groups. Members of an in-group seek out negative aspects and characteristics of an out-group in order to enhance their own self-image. No wonder we get stuck anger scrolling, where we go down these social media rabbit holes to purposefully seek out awful behavior by opposing fan bases or political parties. It enrages us, but simultaneously makes us feel better because our group affiliations seem better. It's why we're obsessed with the fringes. If I compare the best of my group to the worst of your group, I win. Of course I know there are both wonderful and awful Pittsburgh Steelers fans, just like there are wonderful and awful Cincinnati Bengals fans. But I focus on the good Bengals fans and the bad Steelers fans because I like stacking the deck in my favor. But where does that lead? Where does all this in-group favoritism and out-group criticism get us? Smug and angry? Self-righteous and miserable? Illogical, defensive, and filled with hate? That doesn't feel like winning to me. Okay, that's all for this week. Special thanks to the band Randy for our theme song. Subscribe to Communication Junkie anywhere podcasts are found. Please rate the show while you're there. I need to be ranked high so I feel good about myself. Follow me on Twitter at FullSteve and at ComJunk. And check out my new illustrated mystery series on Instagram at CraftedBySteve. Please share this episode with friends and family if you found it meaningful. As always, thanks so much for listening. Until next week. Hey!